0: Yeah, I got my dick in a box.
1: Superior. I, you know, I wonder. Sound. I wonder. Um, oh. I wonder what the stats are on that. Like, you know how they. You know, uh, obviously, PR people pay attention to all that stuff, right? As far as like likability. Yeah, like, that. like how much his likability went up after he did that, or how much it hurt his like image. Like, if they actually went into it in that with that intention. Well, they have it for politics. I'm sure they have it for like big celebrities. Because yeah. they have an image issue, right? Like, or like somebody's managing their their persona like constantly. You well, you remember when the big Britney Spears thing? Remember that all the controversy behind her because she was like uh-huh. wearing the little schoolgirl dress already, and she was only like eighteen or nineteen. You remember that? And do you she remember? She was all?
0: climbing out of uh, limos without underwear on. <laughs> yeah, that was later that was on. Awesome. Yeah, that was
1: later on. No, but yeah, uh, are we on? <laughs> no. Oh, we no. we got to oh, do no. a commercial. Oh, we got to no. do a commercial. Why do we do? Can't we just do like a? like real like we are bro just talk about what what it is we got going on like what's real yeah like maps aesthetic i
2: don't care what we do but we want to fucking sell <laughs> 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 just maps care. aesthetic
1: okay i don't care be yeah, yeah. be as natural as you want well, let's be clear what? well then tell, don't don't shave your balls let them hairy well, just let's be going natural down. maps aesthetic is available it's here you guys have been waiting for it. you it's, guys asked for yeah. it we brought it to you
2: it's the only program we've created specifically designed to change how you look it's yeah. an appearance-based program. This is why Adam likes it so much. Oh, <laughs> it's exactly yeah.
0: why. He it. wants everybody to be sexy. I also like, think...
1: Get on my level. Uh, the, the, the way we, pr- we, we uh, progress this one and the flexibility that this one has in comparison to the rest of them. They all have flexibility, but this one I think has the most moving parts, which mm-hmm. I, I find that cool. You
2: can program into it how to target your weak body parts. And everybody right. has them, right? Everybody has that yeah. one body part or two body parts they want to focus on. Well, you can do that with Maps Aesthetic. Mm. Uh, available right now, mindpumpmedia.com. Uh, Doug has been very gracious uh, this entire time and has decided to put it on sale uh, for 107, which is a discounted price from the regular price. When does that price go up? Uh, Douglas, it- tell price. us. Next
1: week, I think, right? Yeah, next
3: next week, the 20, uh, 29th, I believe. Is it the 20, mm. 26th? Oh,
2: 26, yeah. 26. So April 26th is the last day for the sale price. But if they don't have 107, can they get started for less? Yes, for $44. $44. They can sign up, get the program, uh, and then we're going to throw in some stuff. Uh, Justin, weren't you going to throw in some socks that you wore or something like that? Uh, Yeah, yeah. T-shirts. Oh, sorry. T-shirt time. Free T-shirt. T-shirts. You also get 50% off any of our guides. We have the Nutrition Survival Guide. We have the Intermittent Fasting Guide. And Adam's favorite, the Occlusion Guide.
1: Oh, let me tell you something Mm -hmm. right now. The the best part is that T-shirt. That T-shirt, black on black. You guys seen that yet? Oh, I have yeah. oh, That's yeah. a bad t-shirt I have a, make, Yeah it makes you look awesome already <laughs> It
2: did My sexiness level yeah. uh, Went even Just higher Just wearing the
0: shirt It's like yeah the program But the shirt Did you Did you tell them
2: the money back guarantee Yeah so money So so here's the deal All of our programs uh, We do this And so Maps Aesthetic Is no different Enroll in Maps Aesthetic For 44 bucks That's, that's the total That you would need to sign up at, Especially with our, our Discounted rate um, Try it out for a month If it doesn't blow your mind let us know. We'll refund you 100%. Yeah, and we'll argue with you. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> no questions asked. Mindpumpmedia.com. Click it.
3: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews.
1: Yucka, 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 yucka. I
3: had to get that out.
2: Huh?
1: <laughs> yucka, 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 yucka,
2: why That's is that just, weird?
1: Why is that weird?
2: Yeah. I don't fucking... It. It's you just have weird. Find that. Yeah. I, oh, it's, it's also annoying. A little bit annoying. As a young child, you stop doing it.
1: Always knew one day I'd be on a microphone, and I'd always before I get well, started. You still sound I sound like would a young child. Practice. So it's good, <laughs> dude. Can I you,
0: just like oh, my, I, my I, son does that. So yeah. Just <laughs> <and your kid laughs> keep
1: going. And you're just like ah. See, I feel like stop. Him, I feel like him and I would totally hit it off. Yeah, you guys would have
0: a whole conversation of that. It'd be like ridiculous. You ever
2: hit your kid for just for saying "force"? <laughs> <course? laughs> yeah, you know what what I mean? that'll shut him up. Shut up,
0: kid! <laughs> never,
2: and never, never happened. I've spanked my child, my children, a grand total of once. And, mm. and I know this is weird hearing is from... a confessional? It is. I don't want to go down there.
1: I know. You're just, just, <laughs> just as like...
2: <laughs> just as
1: like what, what exactly do they just yeah. classify as spanking? If all, I, if I push him mean? down the
2: stairs, is that considered... No. Like an open-hand... No, 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 no. No, let me tell you. I was raised... I was raised by the wooden spoon this me is too. how me me too this is how the Italians <laughs> raised their children well, and uh, the Irish apparently. and I, I was one time dude and I the Mexicans one time <laughs> I spanked I spanked my my uh, my my, my, yeah, my, I, percent, my son on the butt right and he looked at me and I'm like and I just this is what dawned on me and listen if you I know we got listeners right now with kids who who like to spank their kids whatever I was raised that way too I get it but this is just I'm talking about my personal experience I'm lo- I'm looking at him I'm like I wouldn't just go outside and see someone that's smaller than me and fucking hit them. Right. Even if they said some shit to me, I wouldn't hit because I'm like, you're fucking way smaller. It's Like right. I'm this big ass monster, yeah. Yeah. and I just
0: you just feel like this like crazy animal. It's just weird beast. Yeah, I just felt like, like Ugh, King Konging thing. Yeah, like I, yeah. I'm
2: sure there's other ways I could get of my course. point across. <laughs> right. You know what of I'm saying? Course. So then I started, I never did it again. And I felt yeah. horrible about it, and I still think about it to this day. Like yelling. Yeah. 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 Really? But I'll smack the shit out of you, Adam. <laughs> Come on. No,
1: I will. I I would never, I would never, I would do never that. ever, ever, ever hit a woman, mm. but I'd sure shake the shit out of one. No. <laughs> what? <Whoa. laughs>
2: what? This, you don't know, you this, know who that's from? Who's He's that from? How
1: bad. That's from Chris Rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, would shit. Never, I remember him <laughs> saying that. You know, right. remember? I would yeah. Never, yeah. never, 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 ever hit a woman. I'd sure shake the shit out of one. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> do you know? You guys want to know what's 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 full to the brim right now? Listening, okay. Do you guys want to know what's full to the brim? That's just ready to just feels ready to erupt and explode. My bladder. Oh yeah. I was we get up. It wasn't so
0: something else. We get up.
2: We're, we're we're in here. We we record episodes. We do our thing, and then we all go pee at the same time. Don't ask me why. It's just it's weird. Something
0: in the air. But we we, just, we all caught we it.
2: We get up. We're walking down the hall, men's bathroom. Big sign out of order. I look to the left. Women's bathroom out of order. We have no bathrooms, dude. I was
0: actually little excited because I wanted to see the inside of the uh, women's bathroom. Mm. Does that make me creepy?
2: It does a little bit. Oh. When you is that yeah? That's that's weird. W- oh, I have to. I have to agree. That's there why is, you put the webcam. There is in. this.
1: There is a small part of it. Right? I'm, just, I'm just curious. I just want to go in. You've like, never been in a woman's bathroom before. Probably I smells have. I, but Normally, when I go into creepy, huh? If I ever go into a woman's bathroom, <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> I yeah. mean, every day, Duh. Duh. whatever. <laughs> normally, when I do it, it's like at like a, a gas station or like a fast food place where you you, go, you pull in because you got to go really bad, and you just saw and it's a single bathroom, and you see someone just walk out of the women's, and it's, right. you know, it's, and then you can go in there and lock it? it yourself. Yeah, I'll totally do that. I'm that guy for sure. I
2: mm-hmm. like to go in the women's bathroom. Uh, like in the single ones like you're saying and I like to pee all over the seat because <laughs> oh, yeah. I want the next woman to <laughs> go they in there and try to, I went and tried to figure that out like, yeah, like
0: what the a, fuck what, what woman would do this yeah. sabotage yeah yeah. And I was like, yeah, we have a code. And then I have,
2: <laughs> I have a little map in my car and I just like, I, yeah. I highlight the air, the gas stations. See, I've I marked. feel like
0: they have a code. I feel like we don't have a code. Like anything goes. What do you mean? You know, like in the bathroom. No, there's a code. No, no, no. Yes, there is. No, because I've okay. seen guys pee on each other's feet. And Whoa. I'm telling you, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. What's the no, code? It, it was it, a joke, but it, it still happened.
2: Here's the code. You walk okay, Justin. Let me ask you a question. You okay. walk in. Okay. You walk go. into the Batman's <laughs> oh, bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there's, not
0: going right next to the dude. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's urinals, or talk to the guy the, while I'm peeing.
2: No, you never you can't talk to do him. that. Don't if, do that guy. If
0: you do talk to him,
2: you don't look at him. Yeah, exactly. And, and you, you definitely especially don't look down at him. You know, you definitely. Yeah. All you do is you look straight ahead, no. unless you're congratulating him or something, right? Or you watch your own. Even that's creepy. You never look to the left or to the right. You always look down. Have you guys ever noticed in the urinals how they have like sometimes they'll have like a little tiny picture of something like a little bumblebee or something? You ever noticed that? Yeah,
0: I always pee on that.
2: Do you know? Do you know why that's that's why they put it in yeah, there? I know. Yeah. yeah. I, Did you know that? I Adam? Know that
1: they put a bumblebee in there. So put f-
2: a little picture because they know that men instinctively yeah. will aim
0: for it. So what you're thinking <laughs> is we could we could get like little like neon stickers. And like put it like just off in the corner. <laughs> so we'll see how many guys pee on the walls.
2: Bro, it's instinct. Big good experiment. It's instinct. This is science. Yeah. Men, if there's something that they can target when they go oh, pee, yeah. they will. Yeah. They will It's very true Adam you're looking at I me all disbelief. the time
1: Why are you not believing yeah. I I know it just uh, It's a sad I mean thing. that's There's how a, I clean it's my said, toilet it, It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> I mean
0: right Do I Am I the only one here That's gonna admit
2: it
1: I toilet. <laughs> I'm gonna admit it
0: you like, I'm just Blast that off the side Of the yeah, toilet Yeah seriously You don't need a you, you don't need a scrub You just <laughs> <laughs> You know. wait till you're like full tank, you, you know? know? What? <laughs> and you just you just spray that thing off like a power soaker.
2: You know why I'm laughing right now? Because that's so <laughs> true. Everyone's done yeah, that. right? Everybody. I didn't even know that was a thing until <laughs> of you said it's a that, thing, bro. And I'm like, I uh, do that too. Yeah, man. If there's something stuck
0: there, I'm gonna
1: it's blast. Like, oh, it this off. just
0: saved me a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> then I'll have to clean it eventually. Damn it!
1: Yeah. Oh God, your wife hates you. Well, I, I know, but she knows
0: this already. <laughs> Shh.
1: Huh? It's about fucking
0: time. It's the quick quack. I'm gonna choke quink-quaw quink-quaw that bird. Time. It's time. a
3: motherfucking quack. It's here. Yes, it's here. Doug, uh, what's our quack? Yes, Let's do this quick.
2: I gotta take a piss. All right. It's Bro
3: Banyan. It's fastest. Q-man what ever. a gym. He's asking what a gym will look like 50 years from now. Awesome. Go to the Ooh. next one, Doug. Here we go. Hey, come on. <laughs> I like this one. This is awesome.
1: No, I just mean going go to the bathroom. Tell us. Right? Oh yeah. Go yeah, ahead, yeah, Justin. Yeah, yeah. You no, go this first. that's actually a really good question. Yeah.
0: No, I like it because it it uh, it's something I think about a lot, especially with the integration of technology and uh, there's definitely uh, a right way, I think that uh, some people are going to go with this, as far as it not being a hassle. So, uh, ways that it's going to be subtly integrated, that uh, you're going to be able to get provided a lot of feedback and biofeedback in general. People are going to get smarter with, uh, you know, what's relevant as far as like metrics and what's relevant uh, feedback that's going to actually motivate, but also progress you in the way that you know you need to go. And um, this is where. You know, I hate to toot our own horn, but like this is one of those things that we think about that uh, how we program our programs, we are thinking long term. We're thinking about, you know, what's coming up next and how do we progress properly and how do we do things in a, you know, scientific fashion that's been, you know, has a little more study behind it and more relevance. And I think that eventually we're going to get to a point where that's all going to combine now with these big tech giants that are trying to just, they're just trying to hop and they're, 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 you know, putting their little toes in the water right now as far as, like, with metrics and and fitness devices. But, dude, they've spent zero. You know, like, there's a whole department at Apple, like, devoted to fitness. They've done jack shit. And I'm calling you out, Apple. (laughs) Jesus Because I want them to, like, get into it. You know what Apple should do?
2: Apple, if you're listening, this is what you yeah, should do. They are listening. <laughs> Apple, if you're listening, you're, you, you've got you've got a lot of money. You've got yeah. a lot of money. You actually have more money than most companies. This is what you do. Right, take 15 million dollars.
1: Just give it to give us. Give it to Mind pump. Yeah, That's, we will.
2: We will design.
0: We're we'll totally going to maximize. We it. will
2: design the future of fitness, and it will make you guys way more than 15 million dollars.
0: I guarantee it.
1: Well, I'll tell you. That's a great answer to that question. Yes, I'll tell you for sure. Um, if, if no, if nobody else does this, this is the gym that I will have built by that time. Cause for sure, uh,
2: naked chicks spotting you. No, no. <laughs> okay. Check this
1: out. So this is what, mm. uh, I, I would build this gym that was a hundred percent green. So the roof would be solar and everything. Oh,
0: they have one and in in uh, Oregon.
1: They, like right. So yeah. so this is and I I have Washington. Some, I have some evolution to what, what and that's what gave me the idea originally. It wasn't like I was this is all my own idea here. This the, right. that they are working in a direction like this. Yours is gonna be green. I just had yeah, but I, mine's
2: gonna be powered by a coal plant right on the freaking roof. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna burn coal. You're a dick. Just, yeah. I just
1: want to, you know what I mean? No. Well, this is the this is the cool part. So and this is like I going into Justin dirt. and the 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 metrics and the things that are coming as far as being you know, able to measure and be connected to our, our weights and our equipment and machines so that to give us our feedback on exactly how much our body's working and where we, where we need to push or not push, right? I think that, that that's definitely in the future. And the, the green gym that I would build would be like this mm-hmm. to where there's this feedback. But not only feedback to you and all your devices that you have, but also uh, feedback to the gym to where it would discount your membership. For example, everybody mm-hmm. pays a fee of $500 a month is your, your fee. And that's what it's going to end up costing you if you don't use the gym. If you come in and you generate energy because all the equipment, all the tools will generate energy when you use it. So the treadmills. It's like
0: these solar guys pitches, right? Or they come at you and they're talking about like how much you're going to save.
1: But then you basically are selling back your energy. Exactly. That you've created. So if you are somebody who puts a lot of work in to the gym, you're going to put a lot of energy back into the building, which in turn is going to save us money on the electrical and everything else, which we're going to discount you on your membership. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's smart. No. It's smart. I, I mean, but what you're doing is no. creating hamsters. No. So no. You realize that, right? No. You don't like that. No, huh? I don't. Look, at we're t-
2: I'm, I'm smiling. I'm smiling. Adam, I know Adam's smiling back and he's thinking to himself like, Sal thinks he's agreeing with my idea. No, I'm smiling because I don't. <laughs> the, we're talking 50 years from today so this is the year 2066 uh, okay you're gonna do that so I this, don't, this could be next oh this man. could be like in the next no, five to ten years no 2066 I don't think that we're gonna be at the point where we're looking for humans to create energy <laughs>
3: you know, we're not looking for mechanical energy from humans. Like, you know,
2: welcome to the future where we we create energy by having people exercise. Yeah, slave I think, labor. Here's what I think. I think yeah. there's gonna be I think you're gonna see artificial intelligence. Uh maybe not fully self aware, but I think you're gonna get um, you know, where equipment will talk back to you and train you. You might have a hologram in the gym showing you what to do. Um we might have discovered by this point how to truly hack the body and stimulate those you know forms of adaptation that we do through exercise, simply through other forms, either uh, you know a pill or some type of genetic modification. And you and it sounds crazy, but fifty years from today forward is a lot of time yeah. to make ridiculous advancements because advancements happen faster and faster. Is, yeah, now it, knowing, knowing what I know now and forgetting artificial intelligence, forgetting like breakthroughs and you know uh, you know and medicine and just. Trying to picture what they'll look like now, fifty years from now. Um, I would say that you're look you're going to see more and more boutique, yeah. more and more specialized facilities. People, it's fitness is going to be much it'll be more a novelty, totally individualized. Yeah, it'll be a novelty. Yeah.
0: Like if you're talking about, yeah, like what fifty years would actually look like. It, I, I think you're right. Like it, it like somebody that's in really good shape and did it naturally is going to be like a, a novelty. Like they're going to have so many things available that you could optimize your body, you know, artificially that it's just going to be ridiculous. Dude, so 50 it's like, why would you even try, you know, to do it the old school way? Uh, and plus I think the next standard is going to be how much longer you're living than, than you know, the next person. That's what you're going to be competitive. Dude, 50
2: about. years from now, we're going to be, you know, creating, uh, it, It's going to, we're going to be genetically modifying our um, children and people think no that's not going to happen yes it is it already is I it's mean, going
0: so, with selective uh, uh genes it's
2: going to happen people are going to be six something foot tall and have great genes and oh you had a heart don't worry if you had, your, your heart looks bad we're going to replace it with this one we grew in the lab um that's coming in our lifetime and i, I hope i can see this in my lifetime so i don't know it's kind of weird but i do think fitness is just getting more and more individualized i don't think you're going to see These big gyms that do everything with, you know, we offer aerobics. We offer cardio. It's going to be very specialized is what I think. um, So you think my idea, I,
1: I, I forgot the zero. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i forgot the zero with my answer fucking dick this is just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just <laughs> totally pooping on me they, okay. <laughs> and i can't argue that no i know in 50 you years I mean, put it in
0: perspective because i was what i was thinking was definitely like a, a lot sooner like it's going to happen like yeah. you know five ten years probably Dude, now i think i
2: think it. 50 years from now we wouldn't even recognize i know you're right 50 years is uh, that's as far as how things are progressing well
1: look where we are now and compared yeah. to
2: 50 years ago what was yeah. going on it's doubling
1: and
0: tripling in speed so that's just like, what are you gonna
1: do?
2: Unless there's an apocalypse and fucking yeah. you know, mankind goes back to the Stone Age, we in which case over. a gym will look like yeah, rocks yeah. and boulders. And, you
0: know, <laughs> like that. We'll be robots. So.
3: <laughs> Next question. Yeah, from Mick Smooth. Mick Smooth. This is for you, Adam. Oh, look at that. Yeah, he is asking about uh, <laughs> what your contra- contest prep would look like now that you've talked crap about. T- uh, I'll go ahead and take contest. this one. Uh, you can take the back
0: seat.
1: Um, My prep would look uh, pretty damn similar, actually. Uh, I talk a lot of shit about um, contest prep and eating six meals a day because people do that because they think they have to do that. Um, I still eat four to six meals. And I've talked a little bit about this, I think, when I talked about my contest prep. So I share how I would do my contest prep on Mind Pump when I went through uh, my contest prep on Mind Pump. So if you haven't listened to those episodes back then, definitely uh, you can go back where I was getting ready for the San Jose show. Um, although there, there probably there is a, a couple things maybe I would do a little bit different. Um, my uh, my fat intake since I did, did the ketogenic diet, um, it, it definitely changed my relationship with carbohydrates. Uh, my bo- i feel like my body no longer needs as high, high as a carbohydrate intake as I was before. Um, I'm eating way more fats than I've ever ate in my life. I feel a ton better that way, so that's why I would change that. Mm-hmm. But as far as uh, that's so, the macro bake breakdown would be a little bit different uh, for me as far as how I would do that. Um, I still like carb cycling for cutting for a show, so I would still utilize that. I would not uh, not carb cycle. I like that a lot, but I also integrate, uh, intermittent fasting in there. I've always done that. Uh, neat is a major protocol to all of my, uh, training and any clients that I train for shows. Um, so there's not a lot that would change that way. And I actually do eat like six meals a day, especially uh, when I'm getting ready to get into showtime. Cause I actually like, uh, portioning it all out. I've got to eat a lot. I'm a bigger guy. So, you know, I'm consuming 3,500 to 4,500 calories minimum, uh, sometimes higher than that. That's hard to get in two or three meals. So when I'm gearing up for showtime, I'm still gonna eat at least four to six times. Now as I get in uh, into my cut and I'm getting and I'm cu- cutting back on food, and I get as low as about twenty five hundred calories. Well once I start hitting that, then I'm, then maybe I might only eat twice in a day or whatever. So, but I don't really focus on. Well, see,
2: that's very different because the 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 prevailing recommendations. Is to increase your meal frequency the closer you get to contest. Yeah, Eat
1: more you know more small meals. Yeah, because they think the thermogenic. I
2: yeah, had. but you're actually eating less because now you're only eating twenty five hundred calories.
1: Yeah, and then to me, I always thought that made more sense. It that, does, you know, and that and that's also why I I I bash the six meals because people think there's science behind the six meals. I still teach people uh, six meals a lot of times four to six, especially if it's a bigger person. Um, I, if I have a, a tiny little 130 pound girl she's not eating six times but if I got a guy who's 300 something pounds I actually do portion out his meals and you know four to six meals and I'm teaching him portion control and teaching him how to look what what does 500 calories actually look like because somebody who is that obese or that one somebody who's losing a ton of weight like that a lot of times doesn't don't understand how many calories it is but then once I, I teach them the structure and portion control then I let them go free it doesn't matter if you eat uh, five times four four times, two times, as, as long as we get what the body needs every day. So uh, my, my training philosophy for a show uh, is definitely not changed at all in uh, the last couple of years, except for probably – uh, the fat, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maps Black, w- which just came out, is pretty, is exactly how I prep for a show. I mean, that's what inspired that uh, to the next level, is because once I brought these guys in it, you know, they even made me more aware of some of my programming, designing, and, and how I s- put things together and making sure we're pairing the right exercises and giving adequate rest to muscles and not overtraining certain things. And so, I mean, we just, we basically took what I was already doing and took it to the next level with all of our minds together. But really, for the most part, um, I, I wouldn't change any of my contests really. Okay.
3: Cassidy H626 Is asking why does Exercise order matter Exercise
2: order Is uh, one piece Of the programming pie It's very important because The order of the exercises determines the type of Adaptation uh, you're looking for or At least it, it, it contributes To what type of adaptation mm-hmm. you're looking for for example, if I um, do, let's say I do leg extensions or sissy squats before I do barbell squats, well, I'm pre-exhausting my quads and I may be after a better pump in my quads. So I might be looking for more of a sarcoplasmic t- hypertrophy type of adaptation. Um, if I squat first and then do a leg extension or sissy squat at the end, well, now my, maybe my goal is to focus on the adaptation of maximal strength. If I try flipping those for maximal strength, if I'm looking for maximal strength and I pre exhaust my quads with sissy squats, not a good idea. It's not a good idea. I'm not gonna
1: get that Can it be done? Sure, but it's not, a, it's, not no, it's not good program design. No,
2: it's not good program um, design. a simple, real simple example would be uh, to hit your biceps before you do your back. For example. The biceps are involved in most, you know, compound or all compound back movements, hitting them hard before working back would really limit your ability to to detract
0: from your performance.
2: It would detract from your performance. So exercise order is extremely important in in that respect, just like the exercises themselves and the tempo and the reps. It's just one of those things. And you can't, if you take a program, for example, if you take program design that we put together, like on maps aesthetic for example and you're looking at the program design and you don't understand how the programming is done and you bounce from exercise to exercise just checking them off the list it's not going to be the same not at all yeah it'll be a completely different program um if you understand program design however and you're looking at the exercise and it says barbell row and you're like shit the the barbells are all taken Mm-hmm. Um but you get an understanding of the program design well then you can probably go and do a dumbbell row right. or a t-bar row to supplement or to to take it to to replace the barbell row. So exercise orders, is it's huge. That's very very huge. Well it sure. also
1: it, you also get to come in uh, to play too with you talk about maps black how we you know the focus sessions the 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 order of those exercises compared to the foundational days uh, there's specific ones that we chose uh, for you guys to be able to choose from on focus sessions, because I don't want you doing like Sal said, a maximal strength squat on Monday, then turning around on Tuesday just because maybe glutes are your your muscle that you want to focus on, and you're doing heavy barbell squats again. You know that just doesn't that doesn't make sense. You're, that what you did the day before is probably going to hinder that workout. But I don't mind you doing maybe some leg single leg leg press or right. glute kicks or doing something else. You know that's something that's less taxing on the body. It's not so that order is important when we when we take into consideration of order of exercise also.
0: Yeah. I just immediately think like he brought up the example with the biceps and like having a muscle that's already exhausted going into one of the major compound lifts is such a a dumb idea. Like what, you know, like you, you can do have such a more effective workout if you're like focused on, you know, the adaptation of strength or power or something like that, where it's like you need everything to fire at its optimal capacity. And if I'm going in already, you know, exhausting like one portion that's contributing to that, um, it's a different workout, and so why not do it the you know the way that uh, is going to optimize your workout the best?
2: It does, and this is also one of the reasons why you'll find people doing heavy free weight barbell dumbbell movements typically at the beginning of a workout. And I'm talking about body part split people, not our favorite way to program routine, but a lot of people still do it. Um, that's why a lot of times you'll see them do their big compound movements in the beginning, and they'll go more towards the machines and cables at the end, um, reversing the order. Uh, you would leave the most difficult, uh, the most stress stressful, the exercises that require the most, you know, g- gross motor movement at the end. Uh, not a good idea. It's gonna it's gonna break down, and you're not gonna get the, the the bang for your buck.
3: Fit Farias is asking: Is it necessary for strength athletes to get adjusted at the chiropractor?
2: Yeah. The the, the
1: quick answer is no. Yeah. Mm. Not necessary.
2: No, not at all. It um, can be
1: beneficial. Can it can also be detrimental. It
2: can. It, okay, a lot of it depends on the chiropractor. Um, he, here's the thing. with I am not going to pretend to be an expert at chiropractic care. I understand it uh, at a level higher than most people because I work with chiropractors, but I am in no way a chiropractor. And the way I explain it to my clients is chiropractors are experts at your structure. They're experts at understanding bone structure and joint structure I am an expert at understanding muscle function. So I know that with proper muscle function and with without muscle imbalances, mm-hmm. you should be able to have good joint function and good structure. Right. If muscle imbalances occur or are present, as they are with most people, then you're going to see things, quote unquote, get out of alignment. Mm-hmm. The problem I've seen with certain chiropractors is they just continue to adjust you and put you in alignment then you go back to your workout. You don't correct what put you out of alignment in the first place. Right. And you just keep going back out of alignment. And so you end up developing this weekly or, you know, bi-monthly routine of constantly going to the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. My view is that the chiropractor should be there to help you adjust and give help. Give you a tune-up in give a you, Exactly. I've gone to chiropractors where I would go regularly and I end up, this is my personal experience, I end up getting, uh, becoming more prone to injury because the constant popping and clicking and then I go do my workout and then it pops back out or whatever and it becomes real painful um so for me I've used chiropractors on much more of a sporadic basis but then I have clients that go once a month um and the chiropractors that I refer people to are very good at modifying and adjusting what they do based upon what they see in the client they don't just constantly come in and just keep cracking them and adjusting them so I know, yeah, you guys
1: are- I, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I've i had a lot of experiences with chiropractors and about 99% of them were not the greatest just because, and even the ones that were pretty smart, uh, the, uh, a lot of them, they have two things they have to do. One, not only do they have to be smart, but then they have to also have a lot of integrity because part of their, their business relies on them, you coming back, you know, session after session after session after session to readjust you. When in reality, they know, just like we know, you're not really addressing the the root cause. The root cause of you're, you know, being uh, imbalanced like that or a curve going on in, in your body, unless you were naturally born with that, your body, your muscles are pulling in and it's shaping the body that way. So joints can't move through full range of motion or you're, you're, you're starting to get this curve in your spine because your body's starting to round. But that's starting first from the muscles. The muscles are shortening, like we've talked about before, and they're overactive. And and then what's happening is it's starting to curve and shape the body. And sure, they pop you right back into place and you get this initial relief but those same muscles that were fighting that go right back to pulling it. If you don't address all the corrective work inside the gym, so if you don't address the root cause, then I'm pretty much signing up for you. And to be honest, most I, a very very few chiropractors that I ever had clients coming to had this. You know, uh, and I thought I think I posted about this just recently on Instagram about how you know when you got a good one is because not only do they adjust you or fix you, but then they also give you your homework on what you need to be doing inside the gym to maintain this. You know, yeah, I popped you back. You feel great, but you need to work on this imbalance. You are still, these shoulders are pulling forward, and we got to stretch this and train this. You know, if if he's not doing that or she's not doing that, then, you know, they're doing you a disservice because you're pretty much signing up for them for life then.
2: Yeah, the chiros that I work with, I work with. Mm -hmm. So I'll send a client to them, and then they'll tell me what they saw. And if they have any ideas or Which suggestions, awesome. that's the idea. And then we situation. go back and forth.
0: Yeah. So you can be in constant communication. Then they can just be there, like I said, for like, you know, tweaking and doing the tune ups, you know, to then bring you back to addressing these issues muscularly.
3: Yes. E. Harris, 9411. How do you know when you have a healthy relationship with food?
2: Oh, mm, that's a great question. I think uh, when you start to view food, um, as uh, fuel. Yeah. When you look at food and you see uh, your your positive reaction to food is in relationship to how it nourishes you and how it makes you feel. Um, when you look at food and you uh, you can see, well, you know that if you have a negative reaction to the food, it's not because oh no, I'm going to get fat. It's because it just it just doesn't nourish my body. It doesn't feel good. That is a, that is. If you're trying to avoid eating foods that you know you don't want to eat, if you're trying to avoid sugar, you're trying to avoid processed foods, you're trying to avoid uh, foods that you know aren't good for you, uh, one way to do it is to look at that food and say, it's going to make me fat. Um, that's not very effective long-term. The, the most effective long-term way I've ever found is to understand how that food uh, makes you feel, to understand the, the, how it nourishes or doesn't nourishes your body. Because then it's very easy to say no. It's very easy for me. If there were donuts right here on the table, it's easy for me to look at them and say I don't want any. And it's not because I can't have any. It's because I'd rather not. Uh, because I know how how I connect with the feeling of w- that I get from eating those donuts. And it's not just the taste, right? The taste is great, but then it's the potential inflammation or how I feel about what I eat. Uh, you know, am I nourishing and taking care of myself? about uh, eating this food, and it becomes uh, second nature. It's not something I have to constantly think about. When you can get to the point where you're not constantly thinking about food, like it's this, you know, it rules your entire day, um, then you're doing pretty good. If your food is running and ruling your day, um, then your relationship to food
1: uh, needs some work, in my opinion. Have you uh, have you ever heard of the saying, how you do anything is how you do everything? Mm. Uh, it's a great saying, and I think that... Um, this applies with this also because you first have to understand that it, it's a relationship just like you said in it how do you know you have a healthy relationship like any relationship it's ongoing growth you're not going to have a perfect relationship with food just like you're not going to have a perfect relationship with your spouse that's just that's part of life is trying to improve and trying to get better and that's the, I think that's the first big step to a healthy Relationship is understanding that it's a relationship and understanding that you're always trying to improve.
3: Hmm.
1: You're, you know, you, you just like what happened to me recently, like, I don't think I have a perfect relationship with food. I think I have a very healthy relationship with food. And part of what comes with that is being self aware and open minded to things that I needed, I may need to address in my own diet. For example, when I made the comment to you about the carbohydrates, like, right away I reflected on what came out of my own mouth. I thought like, well that's not a healthy relationship for food with food for me to say that I don't want to give up carbs or oh you're you're crazy this that like why if 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 what you're saying could be true, this could benefit me and I could I might get something out of this. Why would I not allow myself to to try this because ultimately it is about how I feel and and that's what I want to see. So yeah, it's
0: interesting. Like, I was just listening to you and, and like it totally sparked this and it was I was kind of laughing because it was like thinking about pleasure and like relationship like in your own relationship if you're constantly just seeking pleasure out of it and it's physical and and think about like what how long that lasts and then what it does you know to the relationship it's a good time so yeah but man man you really (laughs) get into those twinkies like weird um but yeah like (laughs) as far as like looking looking at what you're trying to uh, get out of it. Like not, not from like a, a, such a selfish point of view of like, this is going to give me, you know, uh, this, this immediate, like fix this, this pleasure. It's, it it, it's, it's a different sort of outlook, you know, to have with it, like long-term, like looking at health and what a healthy relationship looks like. Like I want to have a healthy relationship with food, you know, with my spouse, like everything has to like, uh, it has this sort of like harmony where where both things like I'm not gonna immediately go for that pleasure for you know this Twinkie or this whatever like I'm gonna eat something that you know is probably gonna benefit me and the rest of my working uh,
1: parts. Well, j- just think about how how you approach every relationship too. You have this um, if you go in with selfish motives all the time or the the wrong attitude or I mean you could look at it the, the parallels are uh, ridiculous. It's exactly the same. You know, you, 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 have to have this, this attitude of, I, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to get, every day I'm trying to get yeah. better. And at every, every, uh, pitfall or mistake that I make, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm going to own it. I'm going to realize it. And I'm going to try and be better tomorrow. And I just keep going the same. And that's the same approach that I would have. Uh, in, and that's why I said that quote of, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything is that's my same approach with every relationship. You know, no, no, whether it be a business relationship, a, a friendship, a, you know, like I guess a spouse or whatever, you know, none are perfect, but you know, your goal ultimately I would, I would assume is to, to better that and to better yourself. Well,
2: what you're doing is you're bringing awareness. Um, and I think a lot of us with food, we are simply not aware of why, why I'm eating this. Why do I like it? Um, why may I not like it? And once you bring awareness to it, then you can start moving forward. And I remember, I mean, it wasn't that long ago where my relationship to food really started to change. And I'll explain what I mean. It's like I will eat food and I'll appreciate the way it tastes now less because of the the short-term taste of it and more because of what that taste means to me. Let me explain. Like if I eat, again, if I eat some shitty sugary cereal right now, now I can literally taste the chemicals in it. I can taste the the fakeness in it. I can taste oh, the yeah. sugar in it.
3: <laughs> it, Whereas, <laughs> it almost
0: ruins it.
2: Man. It ruins oh, it. Oh. Whereas when I was a kid, That's how I feel now, or you know, not even that long ago, fifteen years ago, I would eat it and be
0: like, this is so good. Yeah, now I, I eat it, you get that you know feeling like it's sugar. Yeah.
2: Now I eat it, and I'm like, it doesn't taste the same to me anymore. Yeah, you're anticipating the crash now.
0: I'm either it
2: just it just my I, my relationship to that taste is how I feel. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now if I eat, you know. It's like I just had some salmon earlier or some broccoli or whatever and I bite into it that taste has now become so good to me because I've associated it with how I feel and how it nourishes my body. And it before I got to that point I had to become very aware of what the food was doing to me. I had to become very aware of the tastes within food. Even now when I go to a restaurant and I eat something and I could taste I could taste immediately, you know, this this has kind of an artificial taste to it, yeah. or ooh, it looks like the sauce has a lot of sugar, and it just it doesn't attract me like it used to. And let me tell you something: when you reach this point, uh, eating healthy for your body becomes almost effortless. It becomes amazing. And if you did, if right now you're listening to me and you're disagreeing with me, and you're like, "No, it's all about the taste. It's all about the taste." That is complete bullshit. Let me tell you. Let me let me ask you this question right now. Think of a comfort food. ...that you've had since you were a child. I guarantee you... ...had you not had that food as a child... ...as comfort food... ...you eat it now and it tastes like shit. I'll give you an example... Uh, you know if somebody like would say oh uh, macaroni craft macaroni and cheese from the box I had a friend tell me this the other day uh, I like craft macaroni and cheese that is shit if you taste it now and you've never mm, had it before it's like plastic it tastes like crap yeah but he had made the association of that food as when he wasn't feeling good his mom would make it and it reminded him of his mom and it reminded right. him when he was a kid and that's his comfort food so that's what relationship means is, is change your association with that food, change that association with that taste and that flavor, and then your relationship to food will start to change as well. So, with that, leave That's us a five point. star rating and review on iTunes and check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, you can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin at Mind Pump Justin, and Maps Aesthetic.